Hello everybody, uh, this is Sinstaku speaking here. Uh, the, what you're about to hear is our most recent episode of Grand Terra Adventures. We are back recording that. Uh, I just wanted to put a little preamble on this recording. There are You will notice uh, throughout, the, throughout the course of the podcast, there are sections where audio just sort of c- cuts away completely and is just silent and then jumps back in with no apparent reasoning. Um... We're not 100% sure what this is. I think it's an error with our recording software. So we are looking into new recording software that won't be doing this. Um, but just be aware that's not uh, an editing problem. It's not a problem with your speakers. It's a problem with our recording software, not for whatever reason recording uh, moments in the session. So uh, thank you very much. I hope it doesn't detract too much from the from the uh, podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And I now present Grand Terra Adventures. everybody and welcome back to Grand Terra Adventures. We are Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. Check us out on our website at FinalShowFilms.com. Just check us out on Patreon, Patreon, Patreon.com, so check us films. And now, we return, finally, after several weeks of not returning <laughs> to Grand Terra. We are, however, drastically short the number of people that we normally have. Um, <laughs> One, uh, uh, with me today, I'm I'm Sinsaku, and I am your GM. And with me today is Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Nerali, the Tiefling Monk Cleric. And Jack. Hey, this is Jack. I'm playing Fakir, the Elf Warlock. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing Lavis, the Halfling Cleric. Yeah, and so we're missing William and Maurice and uh, and uh, Cody. However, uh, in addition to that, Maurice will no longer be joining us. Uh, he is just unable to dedicate this amount of, the amount of time that we need to dedicate to this uh, thing um, for personal reasons. We're not gonna we we didn't ask and he didn't tell. So um, we shall miss him. We shall miss him yeah. greatly and his and his dark elven swarthiness. We're going to assume that just this was just all too much for Karis and he just decided, you know what, I'm out. Bye. Um, and he has left. Uh, as for the other two, they just weren't able to make it tonight, but they will be back next week. Um, so, when last we left our heroes, they were trying to figure out a way to get out of Kichi, the port, neutral, the neutral port city on Meosuchi, uh, run by the Kamigado, uh, which is also run by Kisaki So, the former fiancé to their hireling, uh, called the Firelight. Um, and uh, they, they also met up with, uh, with uh, the leader of uh, Graza's uh, Bloodhunter Order, who suggested that they, you know, find a way to get out of the city. It turns out that one of the way, that one of the one of the several options that they had was uh, doing a religious pilgrimage uh, further inland, which they found a priest, an old priest named Elder Tenshi, who was a priest of the the Meosuchi equivalent of Valkyr. Um, it's the same god, just a different name, um, and uh, who agreed uh, to accept uh, Lavis's request for a pilgrimage to various other holy sites. This will doubtlessly be the slower of the couple of routes they had, but it's also the more legal. Um, <laughs> so, while while the rest of the crew was out doing that, however, Fakir was in his room. Um, with the morning sun came the familiar, now familiar tugging at his mind, and Fakir felt his consciousness being drawn from him, and once more 
his mind returned to this uh, sea of stars that he had last met his patron within. Um, somebody's talking in the background somewhere. I'm not sure which one of the three of you it is. <laughs> it's probably me. Let me check. Okay. <laughs> I'm on mute. It's not me. <laughs> the person that needs to be hearing things. So, um, so yeah. Uh, the the. Uh, Can you guys still hear? No. Nope. I can. Okay. I cannot hear whatever. Yes. Uh, once more, you find yourself standing, uh, standing in front of this he heavenly uh, throne that looks, again, it looks kind of like it was grown out of a tree stump. This throne that again exists on a patch of grass in space. Um, Everything, everything outside, everything around and away from the throne is just empty void with stars dotting the distance, except for this one patch of grass from which this throne is on is, is sprouting, on which is sitting your patron, uh, and who surrounding him is uh, again these sort of fae-like female creatures who seem to be just sort of tittering left and right and, and back and forth, um, and he looks at you. So. What have you learned since last we met? The world is imbalanced, in a way. There are conflicts spreading across the scope of the material world. Of what sort? The sentient races seem to be preparing to tear each other's throats out. Some of these conflicts are localized and some of them seem to be of a larger scale. But through it all, I fear, we have the thread of our great enemy. Hmm. I am still seeking confirmation, but I believe that her agents work to destabilize the societies across the world to foment insurrection, revolution, rebellion, oppression. I don't know why, but I am on the trail of artifacts that keep the, this entity's tomb sealed. Fascinating. Step forward, Neil Fikair. Fikair will do so. So he reaches out and puts a hand and sort of cups your chin with a hand and, and lifts your face and you, f as you look into this strange, almost elven face uh, of your patron, you feel the only way you could describe it is you feel as if your mind is being laid bare outside of your head. Almost as if your brain were the, your brain was a book, and he was opening it by looking at you, uh, and flipping through your memories, and flipping through your consciousness, flipping through your very identity, and reading what what is there on the pages. Um, it's a very unsettling feeling um, to just have your mind opened up like this. Uh, and as you do so, you feel a slight burning sensation um, on your left cheek, um, just sort of a localized burning feeling right underneath the eye um, as he sort of stares into into your very essence and reads it. Uh, after a few moments, 
the hand removes away from your face. The burning sensation is gone, and he leans back in his throne. You have done well. Continue to find this information, and continue to hunt down the orchestrators of this chaos. I have a great interest in them. I will continue to serve. He nods and waves you away, and as he does, you feel your consciousness once more rocket back down to the earth. You look down, and the, the planet below you suddenly grows rapidly in size as if you were falling towards it, even though you don't feel yourself moving. You see the clouds part and the land masses below. You see Aeonia, you see Miyosuchi, you see Sloverton to the north, you see uh, you see your own land to the south, and, and others shrouded in mist east and west. Uh, your vision focuses once more, narrows back down on Miyosuchi, narrows down on the western coast, narrows down on Kichi, narrows down on the palace in which you are currently sleeping, narrows down once more to the room to your body you see yourself uh, laying on the floor and then your eyes open and you are face down on the floor of the room that you were sleeping in well unsettling as always they're playing music in the other room I'm going to go see if I can have them turn it down <laughs> no problem um, so yeah as, as, as that has been happening with Fakir over the past few hours you guys have met with and spoken with Tenshi. Uh, so you do have, uh, and you have decided that you are going to be leaving the next day. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be leaving tomorrow with Tenshi and the rest of the crew. So you do have the evening to look around, take in the sights, wander around Kichi as you like. Uh, what would you like to do? Mm -hmm. Um... Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, no. You missed Jeremy about to talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, is probably just going to keep really close to Kana because she, she's still terrified of doing anything that might violate some law here. Um, because the very stark first impression we had of kind of keeps insisting that you know it's not any more strict than any other city or country or nation it's just that they're less they're less litigious about their laws that that that's not encouraging you know it's less have you seen other countries it's less it's it's less you broke the law and are now going to go to trial and have a whole bunch of politics around it and have, you know, this, that and the other and then maybe eventually three years down the line you'll get beheaded. It's you broke the law, beheaded. Alright, moving on. So We've got a very clearly set, written set of rules, so there's no need to have a procedure. Exactly. I I, I, I mean you just described why I'm not risking anything so <laughs> yes <laughs> she's like just 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 don't do anything that would break the law in any other country and you'll probably be fine Fikir's gonna leave his room okay. and just go look for the other people hmm? all right uh Kana is wandering around the markets with with Nirali uh, like very close by clutching on <laughs> uh what's Lavis doing uh, unless there was any setup 
we needed to do, Lavis is just gonna um, probably go back, vaguely check to see if Fakir is awake. Okay, so so the first awake. the first person you would come across then Fakir is Lavis. Uh, Lavis, make me a perception roll. Okay. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, let's see how badly I fuck this up. First roll of the night. Not bad, not bad. Uh, you notice that uh, on on Fakir's left cheek, underneath his eye, there is a strange green and black mark that wasn't there before. I was really hoping for something like um, this. It's sort of it's sort of like it starts outside the like sort of outside the periphery of his eye, and then sort of curls down, not quite to his nose, but just sort of bracketing bracketing the lower portion of his of his left eye. Um, and it seems vaguely elven in design, but it, it's it's new. Um, he didn't have that the last time you saw him. Do I recognize the symbol? Nope. Okay. You recognize it as being vaguely elven because it's got the artsy, flowy, you know, artistic f- nature to it. But um, you've never seen it before, and he didn't have it last night. Okay. Uh... Lavis is going to very politely be, uh, Fikir, uh, yes. I wasn't aware that you, is this new face thing? I'm not judging or anything. So as you reach up, as, <laughs> right. okay. as, you, as you reach up to touch your cheek, um, you feel a rough sort of line underneath your eye that wasn't there before. Okay. Like the skin, it almost feels to you. You would swear it feels almost bark-like. Okay, but not quite. Uh, it was a gift. Okay, so you're aware of it. It's not hurting you. I don't need to heal it. Good, bad, yes, no. It should be fine. Yes. Great. Um, so we're going on a pilgrimage. Right now. Tomorrow. I see. Well, uh, preparations then, I suppose, would need to be made. Yeah. Um, we found a way out of the city without killing people and things. Probably a, probably a good tactical decision, I suppose. Um, sorry, where are we going? Uh, we are going as soon as I check the map. We're going to Ryojo to, um, well, for the exact reason we were already going to Ryojo, it's just that we happen to be visiting religious people, so pilgrimage. Also, otherwise they wouldn't let us out of the city. Right, absolutely, yes. Um, Ryojo, Dragon Clan, if my local knowledge is up to date, I suppose. There are worshippers of Bahamut that we're going to see yeah. and try to find out about their artifact. Yes, that's very closely related to what we wished in the first place, I suppose. Splendid. Okay. I'll need to buy some things. Hmm. Well, you are indeed in a city where you can buy things. Have you seen Kana? Uh, yeah, I think she was in the market. Nerali is 
directly next to her and difficult to miss in this situation. Yes, no, uh, that <laughs> does sound a bit like us. <laughs> well then, I shall head there. Are you coming along? Why not? Need Wonderful. To purchase things. Right. Yeah. So the two of you head to the market. It's not hard to find. Even even though Kana is wearing the similar clothing to the people around here, she sits. She stands out like a sore thumb, mostly because <laughs> of her brilliantly bright red hair, but also because the coloring on her outfit. Most people around here are wearing uh, dark greens and browns. Uh, that seems to be the, the the common color of the of the people of Kichi. Um, she is wearing you know reds and purples and you know. Got some gold on it, and and has her, you know, the big, the big foxtail of red hair. So right. she, even though she's the same height and general build as most of the people here, she very much stands out. And then of course is Nerali, uh, stands out as well. Uh, oh, people. You, you, you all. You, I mean, you do notice that there's actually a wide as you as you wander around. You do notice there's a wide variety of races in Kichi. There are orcs, uh, full blood orcs, as well as half orcs. Uh, there are humans. There are dragonborn. Uh, the dragonborn wear the least amount of clothes because they are your dragonborn. Um, right. And um, you you notice there are uh, uh, the elves as well, but not as many as others. Uh, the elves tend to be wearing different clothes, very di- like they they don't seem to be wearing the the, the the sort of the national clothing style. They seem to be wearing um, more in common with Aonia and uh, and uh, of, uh, another type of clothing style that you're not familiar with yet, um, okay. that you have never seen, you haven't seen anywhere in Aonia or in your travels. Um, it's Similar, similar kind of to what the crew of the to what the crew of the ship of the Zephyr's Wing were wearing, right. uh, sort of light and loose fabrics that are, that are very baggy and 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 not constraining, but um, mm-hmm. it's even it's still slightly different from that style as well. Um, right. And yeah, so and, and then of course humans all over the place, most mm-hmm. mostly humans in Kichi, but a good amount of the other races as well. So it's fairly Do, diverse. Does Vicar see any elf in? people who are wearing what looks more like local attire rather than the different wardrobes? Uh, elves, no, but okay. all the other races are. Okay. Alright. <clears throat> oh yeah, he'll flag down Kana and then oh. ask, uh... Hello there, Hello. Sca- uh, uh, what's... What she points oh, at you uh, A gift. From who? The who, one I work for. Who gifts tattoos? <laughs> that seems a strange gift. Yes, well, my patron is a strange person. Very well. Would somebody who speaks Infernal happen to recognize it? Nope. Okay, just making sure. Never know. You wouldn't recognize it unless you were from, uh, from, uh, uh, what's the name of that continent? Darlorati? <laughs> yeah, unless you were from Darlorati or had a pact with that patron. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he'll just kind of brush past that aspect of the topic, though, and ask him, magical accoutrements and that sort of thing. I know that you and your sister are, shall we say, involved in commercial affairs. Can you recommend somewhere that might be able to provide some traveling supplies of that sort? Uh, 
Well, there's not many in Kichi. Mostly that tends to be that tends to be kept to Kisekijo. Um opposite side of the continent. Uh, there's a couple of people that sell magical knickknacks and trinkets. Uh, she points to a couple of shops down the street. Um, mostly, mostly their uh, trade here, barter, you know, uh, trade goods and such. Um, yes. Basic equipment, if you'd like to find something new. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yes, there's a, there's a, she points out this, uh, this, it, it looks almost like a curio shop. Um, you know, it's, 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 it stands out from the rest of the line because rather than being an open air stall, it's actually an enclosed building, um, okay. with a uh, with a, what looks like a signpost. Uh, but instead of a sign dangling from the signpost, there is a golden lizard. Okay. Uh, it, it it looks almost like somebody dipped a lizard in gold and then just hung it on the thing. Okay. Uh, and the the building is very sort of rickety and it it. Almost like it's about to fall over. <laughs> okay. Uh, then that honestly looks right up Fakir's alley. He loves random ass weird stuff like that. So yeah, he'll just walk on over and push the door open and right. walk inside. All right. Uh, say hello to Genji for me. She kind of says as you go in there. I give her a wave over my shoulder. Does, does he speak? The, the, do you need to help him communicate? You don't have to worry about that with Genji. She says, okay. shaking her head. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you enter the shop, and there doesn't seem to be anybody around. I will start browsing. Uh, so as as you wander around, you see, uh, it looks like it looks like somebody just sort of set up shop in the front end of an alchemist lab. Um, you see behind the counter, there's all sorts of manner of vials and glasses and, and things bubbling and boiling and, and giving off weird, strange vapors. Uh, there's a, you know, there's variety of colored liquids in the back, all of them giving off differently colored smoke. And so there's like sort of this effervescent, uh, rainbow fog that just sort of, uh, wafts throughout the building. Along the, uh, a- along the shelves, there's all manner of knickknacks and a variety of, th- a variety of weird and strange and wonderful things. Um, and, uh, you know, potions as well, if that's something you're interested in, but mm-hmm. mostly just weird and twisted curio shop that seems so very strange. <laughs> He'll, uh, flip on his witch site, like, very gradually, because he doesn't want to flashbang himself. Uh, and just kind of, kind of get a, kind of get a feel for the vibe of the, the schools of magic that are, that are here. Every kind of magic. Okay. Awesome. There is there is every kind of magic represented in here. You're not always 100% certain as to what they are or what they do. Right. But just about everything on the shelves in here is magical of some kind. Okay. Uh, then he'll start trying to look around for Genji. Uh, hello? Uh-huh. Genji? I see we have a visitor. You, you didn't see him walk in, but there's suddenly a man behind the counter. 
Um, he's a human hunched over, uh, wearing similar robes to what Kana wears and everybody else in this country wears, but they're black and green with a slight purple, uh, you know, with a sort of purple lining on them. He's hunched over. He has a hood drawn so you can just see the tip of a hook <coughs> nose and these long, thin, and crinkly fingers that are clasped underneath his chin as he stares at you from beneath his hood. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, greetings from Kana Violet, and uh, my name is Fakir. I'm a newcomer to your fine city. Uh, but we we are going to be doing, assuming we can get the proper approval, a bit of traveling, and I'm in need of a rather particular piece of equipment. Ah, friend of the firelights, huh? Next time you see them, tell them to stop in with old Genji and have a visit. I'll, I'll do that. Yes. Um, so, what are you looking for? What sort of magical, mystical, or magnificent accoutrement are you trying to find? Well, uh, given your speech, I'm certain that you're an academic and well-versed in the arcane arts. Um, do you have any sort of uh, portable subdimension that might be able to contain uh, items of a uh, weighty nature while reducing the apparent mass in the physical realm? Ah. You're looking for an interdimensional bag of retaining, yes. You're wishing for some sort of pocket into a pocket dimension, yes? Quite so, yes, exactly, sir. Yes, take a look at my wares, see if there's anything you like. Let me have a look in my rarer stocks, and I will return shortly. Splendid, thank you so much. Do you want to look around at his knickknacks to see if there's anything that catches your eye? Yeah, definitely. Roll a d100. Okay. <laughs> you find you notice a uh, a tooth. Um, it looks like a second molar. Um, uh, it doesn't. It, 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 you would say it came from a human, except for the fact that it's about the size of your fist. Okay. Um, and and it seems to have been hollowed out for holding something. There are magical runes inscribed on the inside of the tooth. Um, what do they say? I can read those. Uh, they don't say anything. They're just okay. sort of. Uh, they they are they are magic runes. They're, they're like like you can see that they 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 are sort of a transmutation circle. Okay. Um, for some uh, presumably for something that is poured into or poured out of the tooth. Okay. Um, it smells faintly of elderberries. Hmm. Would you like to continue to looking, or would you like to wait for Genji to come back? Um, and you said it was a transmutation? Yeah, it's got a vague, aura. vague aura of transmutation on it. Okay, I'll keep an eye on that, but I'll keep looking around a little bit. Yeah. Roll, roll another D100. Sixty-two. Uh, so apparently you have this sort of you have this strange fascination with bones because uh, further, slightly further down the line there is a skull. Uh, it looks like it was an elven skull. Um, its eyes have been its eyes have been filled in with clear uh, sort of uh, you know clear perfect uh, emeralds. Okay. Um, and, and everything else other than that is intact. Although when you look at it, you just innately have this feeling of despair, and you don't know why. 
He's going to flip on his uh, Eldritch Sight and try and determine what school of magic is on that. He's suspicious that it's illusion, but he's not entirely sure. It is... Uh, it is... Enchantment. Ah, gotcha. It is an enchantment aura. Hmm. He'll go back to the tooth cup okay. thing and kind of... I mean, are they, are they able to be picked up and... Yeah, no, you can pick them up and look at them. Okay, yeah. He'll pick up, he'll pick up the tooth and just sort of look at it. And initially, he's going to want to try and identify what type of creature this tooth is from. Make a nature roll. Those are always awesome. Eight! <laughs> Something big. Alright. Something big. Alright, well, he'll, he'll just eyeball that a little while while he's waiting for Genji to come back then. Ah, I see you found one of our more interesting curiosities, yes. Uh, yes, what? has a suddenly what? appeared back at the counter. What is this? Ah, yes, it is the tooth of a frost giant. Hmm. Uh, the second or third molar, I can never remember which one. Uh, it is enchanted so that whenever you pour a liquid into it, when, then when you pour it back out, whatever was in it, what was in it before, comes back out as fresh elderberry wine. Oh, fascinating. I haven't been able to sell it because people don't like their wine fresh, but other than that, it's, yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs> ah, but yes, you were looking for portable holes. Yes. Uh, uh, he, he, he comes back with a chest and sets it on the table. Go ahead, open it up, open it up. Flip the lid back. <laughs> as, you, as you reach out to try to open it, it bites at your hand. <laughs> Always get him with that when he pulls the chest back off. <laughs> I give him a look that's like, okay, you're an eccentric old fucker, but you're still an old fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get my kick somewhere. Anyways, uh, he, he pulls out uh, what looks like a bag. Um, within this bag is a portal to a dimension wherein one can store any number of things and call them back to mind with simply a recalling of the item. For instance, he it's, it, it looks like a little coin purse. He sticks his hand in it and his hand goes all the way into the shoulder where it shouldn't <laughs> be able to go all the way into the shoulder. Uh, and he pulls out of it a a sparkling, uh, bejeweled, uh, jewel-encrusted sword. Okay. Pulls out of it, waves it around, sticks it back in. I believe this is the sort of thing you're looking for. Yes, it would be. Ah, yes. Rare. Very rare item. Had trouble procuring it, you see. We had to send someone all the way to the frozen north for it. The dwarves mm. that held on to it. As simple as ore in such a mystical, magical bag. No, no, indeed. Oh, I should think in not. Indeed, yes. Very, ra very valuable, very rare. Speaking of value, then, what sort of price would a knowledgeable gentleman like yourself be putting on that item? Well, for something this valuable, something that I had to go through quite a bit of ordeal to acquire, I don't think I could let it go for anything less than a thousand gold. Well, I see. Hmm. 
and I'm going to do insight on that and see if he's actually telling the truth about the amount of sure effort he went <laughs> to 22. You have no idea. Okay. Interestingly, you can't read him. Hmm. All right. Like, well. normally you're you're pretty good at reading people, and you're like, you know, you feel like you should be able to like, uh, guess how he's talking and what he's doing. Something about him makes him impossible to read. Okay. All right. Well, if I can't figure out if it's got a fair price, then I'll try and buy him down a bit. How so? I'll look at it and I'll say, yes, well, given the fact that you have already told me you're having difficulty selling it, perhaps a lower price might make it a bit more feasible for you to move items of this nature. And what sort of a lower price are you suggesting? Well, I'd be willing to go 600. Make a persuasion roll? Is it diplomacy? Something? I don't know which one. Persuasion. Yeah, just, persuasion, yeah. Funny. Yeah. Tempting, tempting, but you see... Uh, not selling it isn't all that much of an issue. As you can see, I get plenty of use out of it myself. I don't know that I could go lower than 800. Ah, well. Perhaps another time, then. Very well. Is there anything else you see that has interested you? At this point? Nothing compelling, unless you've got a particular offer that you think might be up my alley. Well, take a look around, see if there's anything you like. We have a wide variety of mystical and magical items. I do Some notice that you've got the remains of one of my kinsmen over there. What's that all about? <laughs> ah, yes. The Eyes of Despair. Uh, it's a magical bauble bequeathed unto me by some rogue dragonborn looking to drop his load, as it were. Ah, it is a magically enchanted skull of an ancient elf, long dead, long dead. Any who possess it can mm, cause their enemies to go into a state of fear-induced laughter for a period of time. Yeah, interesting. Well, this is quite a fascinating collection. Perhaps once I return to town, I'll stop in and visit you again. Perhaps. And if you'd like to purchase the bag, we will see what we can see. Perhaps if you bring something intriguing in for trade, we can see about lowering that price further. Certainly. Well, I thank you for your patience with me. Very well. Remember, if you're looking for any sort of curiosity, magical or otherwise, the Golden Lizard is at your service. My thanks to you, Master Genji. And I'll tell the Firelights to stop in next time they're by. Very well. Have a good day. Likewise. And he'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you leave. Anybody else doing anything? Yes. Um, so, I was just going to ask Ghana because 
he has no idea where to get this, but uh, I'm looking for a spell component. Particularly, I need about 300 gold worth of diamonds for spell purpose diamonds. Well, I have no uh, idea if that's acquirable that... here. Not in Kichi. They have okay. jewels and gems, but diamonds are expensive and hard to come by. Um, mm. Yamashiro would be the better place for that. The mountains to the north. The, uh, the, the, the clan there, you know, in addition to being mountain folk, have extensive mines that run through the mountain range. Okay. So, unless we get there... Keep in mind, I can't revive anyone else, so no one die. We'll try not to. I mean... Uh, but yes, uh, diamonds, other gems, other sort of gems you can find plenty of here. Diamonds are, well, expensive. Yeah, I had a feeling it wouldn't be easy to get, but... And also, you know, considering that in order to get diamonds here in Kichi, we either have to import them from across the sea or uh, bring them in from Yamashiro, which requires going through three other t clans' territories, which is not always successful. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but perhaps, perhaps our pilgrimage will lead us there. Who knows? Mm. Um, is there anything else I, need, I can help you with? No, just it's a useful thing to have on hand, but oh. I'm, I'm good on everything else. Most certainly. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not finding any neat, I'm not finding any new and interesting fashions here, she says. She, she, you notice that she's been looking at clothes. Um, though, yes, well, though, I'm going to get some clothes. <laughs> Nerali, perhaps this might suit you, she says, uh, hmm. holding up. Holding up clothes that are of a similar fashion to hers, but are more brown and green. Um, sort of holding them up to you and, and sort of ins in, in, like inspecting <laughs> them, like pressing them against you and saying, mm, yes. I think these would look lovely on you, dear. Uh, okay. Also, it would be, you uh. know, they're, they're nice and breezy and light and, and uh, less restrictive yeah. than that cotton you're wearing now. Uh, 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 sure. I, I mean... Here, we're going to go I shopping. borrow a little. I'm... Don't worry about it. I've got you covered. Okay. She drags you off to go clothes shopping. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, care tag's along. All right. <laughs> Fine. We're going to watch Nerali in chocolate shop. <laughs> shopping episode. Yay, shopping episode. Yeah. Um, so by the end of the day, Kana Kana buys three separate outfits for Nerali. Um, yeah. Which confuses her to no end why you need more than one. Uh. uh you get a uh, you get a green and brown outfit uh, similar right. to Kana's, and it, it kind of says it complements your skin tone very well. Um, you also get a red and what 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 is, what's what's Norali's eye color? A uh, black. Yeah, it's you, get a, black. you get a red and black with gold trim. Uh, again, very similar to Kana's, but not quite. Mm -hmm. So this one you know accentuates your skin color. Um, 
and uh, and uh, you also get a blue and white uh, outfit, which you know sort of uh, makes you make sort of brings out the the red of your skin and the 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 black of your eyes even better. Um, okay. So you have you have uh, Kana has purchased for you three different colored outfits. <laughs> She's so confused. Kana has also purchased for but, herself. Okay. Kana has also purchased for herself five other outfits. So, um, <laughs> Fakir, did you want to buy something? Yeah, Fakir's looking for. Um, he's looking for some basically traditional cut local clothes, probably of the same sort of brown, green, tan, you know, uh, yeah. maybe a little green or black in there. Yeah. But basically he's wanting, he's wanting something to wear that he's not going to stick out necessarily too much, at least from a distance Yeah, so, so you while get, they're traveling. You get the male equivalent of the Hakama, the, the, right. the, the, mm-hmm. the, the male Hakama. Um, the, the style here is low cut, so where are, at least on men is low cut, women is not. Uh, women's very high cut, but um, mm-hmm. for men it's you know it's low cut like all the way down to your navel basically. The the, the right. hakama on the top goes on. It's the hakama. I forget what the top part's called, but anyways, um, that outfit, that that sort of you know robe style, semi robe outfit. But yeah, you get yourself a a, a, a set of that. Okay. It, it looks very similar to what Kisaki So was wearing, um, just mm-hmm. in different colors. And you you awesome. notice you notice that it has sort of a a flower and turtles pattern on it. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, and uh, he's going to try and he's used prestidigitation several times on his pirate coat and hat, and is going to try and sort of do a swap. Yeah, no, it's it's easy enough to, to change your clothes, and uh, the clothes themselves are, you know, uh, a silver. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, is Lavis getting new clothes? No, uh, <laughs> Lavis is going to watch and just accept that this is a thing. <laughs> But not engage. Kana has offered several different outfits to you, uh, saying each one saying that she thinks would make you look very handsome. <laughs> He's just gonna be like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I... All right. So you spend the day shopping for clothes, um, and the evening comes. It gets dark. You know, it starts to cool off. Uh, you retire back to the palace, um, knowing that your pilgrimage starts in the morning. So you have mm-hmm. the evening to for dinner and rest. What are you all doing? Fakir's going to be reading through his Book of Shadows, checking to see if anything has changed in it. Um, and then he's going to go look at his, find a mirror to go look at his new tattoo thing <laughs> on his face and see what it looks like. Uh, so what, what was the Book of Shadows again? The I'm packed to the tome, and oh, just oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're it's my wizard spell. Or it's my yeah, it's my it's, warlock spell book. It's basically. your spell book, yes. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you you go find a mirror to look at, and you see uh, on your face there is a green and black line underneath your left eye. Um, mm-hmm. The green line is the, the the black line. Sorry, the green line is on top. The black line is on bottom. The the green line goes up and sort of circles around to the periphery of your eye. And okay. the black line follows it to the point, but curves back down. So when it when the green curves up, the black curves back down. 
Okay. Um, and this is a symbol typically associated amongst amongst your kind. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a symbol. This is a sort of a, a marking on the cheek here. Is typically associated with one who is bound. Okay. Um, typically, it means like bound to duty or bound magically. Um, right. It's not like this is a slave's mark. <laughs> I mean, it was a slave's mark. It originated as a slave's mark, and but then right. uh, they sort of appropriated it and, and turned it into uh, a different meaning. But originally in the in the time of the in the time of the uh alurada it was a mm -hmm. slave's mark okay uh your people you know fam your the the your your it, it's told in your in your uh history that the 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 druids the druids of the uh of the of the of your country of your continent were mm -hmm. descended from slaves of the alurada gotcha so it was okay. it was at one point a slave marking yes okay kind of like hell oh it's it's much it's, it's much it's on there and like all right yeah it's, it's tattooed there all right. it's, it's actually Got a new thing it actually feels more like it's branded to your skin okay gotcha like less like less like it's ink that was put in and more like the skin itself has been altered mm -hmm. yeah and then he'll have some dinner and go to bed because right. we've got a pilgrimage tomorrow all right. So you all eat, go to bed, try on your new clothes, etc. Um, and uh, you wake up in the morning. We're feeling refreshed and ready to go. Uh, Tenshi is waiting by the gate, uh, by the gate leading out of Kichi. Uh, when you wake uh, and when you go to meet him, the care will be on his horse with all of his shit, which he actually brought across the ocean because he's not leaving his horse behind anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, Nerali gets up super, super early, faces so, the dawn, etc. Yeah. Um, so Tenshi is wearing uh, blue and white robes. Um, he has a staff in one hand with a golden ring on the top and multiple rings attached to it going down. Um, and his his sort of dark salt, you know, salt and pepper hair is, you know, swept back uh, towards the nape of his neck. And... He's just sort of waiting for you, standing there on foot with a with a bindle, you know, sort of a sack uh, a, a sack of stuff strapped to his back, um, waiting for you all to arrive. He sees Fakir arrive on horse, and the rest of you on foot. He yep. looks up at Fakir. Well, as we're traveling, you may find yourself more of a target than the rest of us. Please take no offense to that. Um, and you are the knowledgeable man on circumstances and traditions of this country. I will bow to your expertise. Yeah, uh, yeah but effectively, you, you notice that he does not have any form of transportation. It appears to be mm -hmm. walking for him. Uh, he looks and turns to, to Lavis, who is the essentially the one making this pilgrimage. Um, yes, sort of. The path that we walk is a difficult one, but it mm -hmm. is the difficulty and the hardship that proves the worthiness of the soul. Yeah. We right. take no mount. We take no carriage. We carry only what we need on our backs. Are you prepared? I like that. Yes. Very well then. Um, he leads you all to the gate. Uh, he sort of signals to the gatekeepers. They open up the gate. 
and you all are off. Outside of Kichi, you find yourselves on a plain of rolling grass. Uh, flat, you know, mostly flat with hills here and there. Um, to the north, it gets more hilly. To the south, it gets lower and more flat. Um, and you find yourselves on a path, sort of uh, walking the middle line. Um, let me draw it for you here. So the road that you are taking is going to basically have you try to cut the median and stay roughly on the border between the lands of Ryoshito and Hebijo. Okay. Uh, the two the two factions that control the land between Kichi and Ryujo. Um uh, and as you start walking, uh, Tenshi lists out the shrines that you will be stopping at. Uh, there is the shrine of the god of wind. There is the shrine of the god of fertility. There is the shrine of the god of the plains. You know, and he's, he's just listing off these various shrines that you'll be stopping by. It seems like before you get to Ryujo, um, you are likely to actually go to um, Ryoshijo. And Hebijo, um, before actually heading on to Ryujo and stopping all along the way uh, at various shrines. So, um, okay. But the journey begins outside of Kichi. So for the first couple of days, uh, everything seems fairly uh, innocent, fairly peaceful. You you know you keep hearing about this country at war, but you're not seeing much of it right now. Um, until you get to, uh, you know, at, at the second, the, f the first day is completely calm. The second day, a couple of hours into your journey, um, you find yourself at a shrine uh, located right on the edge of the, um, right, you know, you, you find yourself located on a shrine around the edge of the territories, and, and you've got a map with you so you can see where, you know, where the, where mm -hmm. the current battle lines are drawn. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a shrine dedicated to... Who is it dedicated to? Let me, let me look in my book of knowledge and tell you who it's dedicated to. <laughs> books of knowledge! Books of knowledge! I know the... Best kind of books. I know the portfolio of the god, but I don't know the name of the god, so give me a second. <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. There we go. Um, yes, you find your, you, you find no no. Uh, <laughs> you find yourself to a, a at the a shrine of Arawai, uh, um, A R A W A I, uh, a goddess of fertility. Um, I, I, the shrine is in the middle of a wheat field. Hmm. Um, and you see, uh, sort of the decoration of the shrine is, is, it's, it's the same sort of Shinto style shrine that you were, that you've seen in Kichi, where, you know, uh, you know, mostly flat, semi-triangular, pagoda style roof, uh, with pillars holding it up and sort of a smaller interior chamber. Um, the, the pillars holding it up and sort of the, the, the roof itself are decorated with a, a sheaf of wheat tied with a green ribbon. You know, mm -hmm. sort of, sort of that seems to be sort of the decoration. And inside, there is a statue of this uh, woman uh, standing with, you know, standing amidst a field. Um, and you see, like she's, it, like the statue looks like it's almost like she's walking through a field of wheat that's like up to her navel. 
Okay. Um, and, you know, you can't see anything below the waist, and everything above the waist is nude, but it's a statue, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and you see the all of the all of the uh, priests that are taking care of his are actually shrine maidens. They're all females dressed in these uh, green and white uh, outfits, similar to what Khan is wearing again, but you know, uh, different color. And that's where you in you know that that's your first uh, stop on the pilgrimage. Tenshi steps up and indicates that uh, Lavish should follow him inside and the rest should wait outside. Okay. Uh, and he walks in. Um, Lavish follows, as seems the most appropriate way to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you're inside, it's a fairly spacious, if, if you know, small um, shrine inside. Uh, it's There are people lighting candles and there's uh, sort of a seat in front of the statue of Erwai. Um, you see Tenshi kneel down on this pillow uh, and set his staff down. Uh, he indicates to one of the shrine maidens who brings over a second pillow and sits it down next to him. He indicates for you to sit. I will do that and put down anything I'm holding. Lavis doesn't hold anything. <laughs> That's fine. As you sit here before the goddess of fertility, I want you to meditate on the connection between her domain and your gods. Her domain is one of life and of nature, of healing and of cultivating, of growing food and supplying for the many, and of hearty births and continuation of life. Meditate on the similarities and you should hear the first step of your pilgrimage and he sort of sits up straight closes his eyes and starts in you know sort of breathes um lavis is just gonna sort of follow his example stance wise and try and think about that and try and think it being back in the temple where we had babies, and we had de- sick people. <laughs> there were babies and sick people, and that was the two-thirds, right? Well, no, but... Yeah, I, I know. They're relevant things. Right. So you, you, you sit and you meditate, and as you do so, um, you feel this sort of burden lifted off of you. You feel your body... So the the soreness of walking a lot, and you're not used to walking as much as you've been walking, um, you feel that sort of soreness lift and uh, sort of release itself off of you. You feel, even though you're inside, you feel as if you are bathing in the sun. Um, Your connection to your God feels even stronger now. And as it does, you, you sort of... There's this secondary presence in your mind, this mother-like nature, this this entity of love and caring who sort of you feel as if your mother has wrapped her arms around you in a hug. Mm. Or a mother-like figure has. And you feel safe and protected as you meditate before the statue. The rest of you are waiting outside. Yep. What are you doing while you wait? 
Fakir's looking around to see what they have in the way of food. Uh, lots of wheat and wheat byproducts. <laughs> <laughs> That's surprising. He'll resupply a bit then. Yeah, they, they, they're mostly bakers. Okay. Lots of bread. Very good and bread. Good. Awesome. Bread is unusual to Fakir. Yep. Given his, you know, yeah, he's he's more of a meat and more meat kind of guy. Yes, they have Fruit lots of bread. and also meat. <laughs> uh, here, you're getting your carbs, sir. And uh, yeah, he'll try and talk to anybody who seems like they would possibly understand him. Okay, yeah, um, you can you can get a carb. Khan is there with you, so anybody that doesn't speak your language, you can you can get a translator for. Um, yeah, you strike up a conversation with some of the shrine maidens. They ask what you're doing here. Escort on a religious pilgrimage? Um, uh, we are accompanying a friend. They nod with understanding, yes. They, you know, they, they, they tend to get uh, not many pilgrimages, but a few. And he'll ask, uh, what can you tell me of the clans to the north and the south? I'm a newcomer to this nation. Um, well, uh, they... First, they, they indicate that they belong to neither of the clans, but uh, the, the clans are the, the Ryoshijo and the Hebijo, uh, to the north and south. Um, and... Here we go. Oh, that's the wrong... That's the wrong document. I need the document that tells me about the stuff I wrote. <laughs> that's what I need. Here we go. <laughs> that one. Um, yes. Here we go. Uh, Hebijo, uh, situated in the lowlands and plains of the southern portion of Mazuchi, um, they are the state, it is the, uh, castle of the Snake Clan. Uh, the Snake Clan are orcs. Uh, they tend to have, uh, they have, um, uh, green and black are their clan colors. Um, and they are often heralded as strategists and strat, strat, strat blah, 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 strategists. And tacticians. Uh, they have some of the keenest tactical minds on the field. And though their army and their, their, their military might is relatively small, uh, they are tactically very, very, you know, very wise and very powerful. And mm -hmm. that is what keeps them having so very large. They have one of the larger uh, section, you know, sort of clan plots. Compared clan to the holdings, rest. Yeah. yeah, clan mm -hmm. holdings compared to the rest. And it's because of their tactical prowess. Um, mm. more than their strength of numbers. Um, if, you know... Better like, not let Theod know. It's, it's one of those things where it's... it's um, <laughs> if any of the other clans had their tactical genius, the entire continent would be ruled by them now. Gotcha. But because they're smaller clan, you know, it doesn't work that way. Right. Um, to the north are the Ryoshijo, uh, they are, they're fishermen and sailors. They have the only real naval force um, in in Miyazuchi, and their while their holdings are small, their true holdings are the ocean. Uh, they fish and they uh, they you know they pirate and they do various things um, on the high seas and along the coasts of Miyazuchi. They have. Roughly equivalent to, to Heavy Joe in military forces, uh, like on the ground. Um, mm -hmm. Most of their power is on the water. And 
which is why their headquarters is actually on a series of islands that are connected together by bridges. Um, mm-hmm. Their headquarters are uh, next to Kaginoshiro. They say the Ryo Shijo headquarters are the most heavily defended castle. Is the most heavily defended castle in the land because land forces can only get to it one way, and that's flanked by water. Right. And what clan are they? Uh, yeah, they are the. Um, sorry, they are the Shark Clan. Shark Clan. Okay. And their colors are navy blue and silver. And have they been at conflict long? As since the clans were founded, they say. Uh, the the snake the snake and shark uh, the snake and shark in particular do not like one another, um, and are almost constantly fighting along their border. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll try and avoid that as best we can. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, after a while, you actually hear the sounds of battle echoing up from the east. Uh, oh. And some of the shrine maids look over it and they, they point off to the east, uh, sort of indicating that, oh, they're at it again. Um, if, you, if you look off to the east, you see these large standards, this navy and silver and uh, black and green standards uh, being held high as, as these two, you see two small, small groups of infantry of infantry clash. Um, and uh, it seems like it's a, just a, a border skirmish uh, taking place in the field. Um, uh, make me a perception check. Okay. Good. Now make, there you go. Now make me an arcana check. All right. All right. Um, so the perception check, you notice something strange. Um, you, you're, you, you don't, you're not really paying attention too much to the battle as you mm-hmm. are the air above the battle. Mm. Um, you notice that there's, and you turn on your, uh, your magic sight as you do so. You notice while there's no, there's not necessarily any magic at play right now. You, it, it, it looks like the sky is cracking. Not in a visible way, but in a magical way. Um, you're not 100% sure what to make of it, but it looks like magical fractures in the air. And as you look, as you focus on them, you see these fractures are actually spread, ha- have spread quite a ways in all directions over this land. Um, like, it's not something you would notice if you weren't looking for it, and the, the heat of the battle sort of brought right. it to your attention. Um, but there's... You would almost say that it's some sort of planar barrier between the material plane mm-hmm. and the other planes of existence. Um... Like and it's not th- broken all the way through, but it's weakening. That's the only thing you could think of, and it's cracked. Mm-hmm. How high up is this sort of image? It doesn't really have a height. It's sort of an ever-present. Like, oh, okay. like you, you, you didn't really notice it with your eyes normally. It, it was mm-hmm. sort of that arcane tick in the back of your head. Um, right. And it's just sort of like this ever-present aura in the sky. Okay. That's... Yeah. 
That's odd. He'll just kind of watch it over the course of and keeping an eye on the battle and try and see if it progresses or changes or shifts at all, either in intensity or it, it, anything like that. It, the, the battle is over quickly. Um, you see that there are many casualties. Um, you notice as the armies pull back where the casualties have been left in the field. And you see now the Shrine Maidens have started walking out towards the casualties um, because both armies have fled. Um, uh -huh. Where the fallen soldiers are in the field, you notice the sky above them licks a little red. And then your perception, now that the chaos of the battle is gone, your perception shifts and you can no longer see the cracks. Okay. Um, and so the sky looks perfectly normal now uh but yeah so he's gonna make a note of that in his journal <laughs> and try and draw like a at least a representational illustration to sort of keep his memory fresh okay um Nerali, you just saw a bunch of people fighting and dying well i was i was gonna say she would have found somewhere out of the way to sort of do her own little honoring because she's not going to intrude inside since she was told to stay outside. Yeah. But do her own sort of veneration and offering respect and stuff somewhere like just where she's not in the middle of foot traffic. Yeah. Yeah. So she probably missed the whole thing because she was oh, no, doing you, her it, own. It, it was loud enough. You would have, it would have drawn your attention. Okay. But you wouldn't have seen, you didn't see what Fakir saw. You just saw the yeah. people fighting and dying. Got it. And then you see the Shrine Maidens heading out to collect the bodies. I'll go help with that, unless they tell me to stop. No, they're, they're, they're perfectly willing to accept the help. Okay. They, they, they drag, and now you're getting a bigger... You're, you're, you're seeing that um, the Shark Clan uh, are human, and the, uh, mm. the Snake Clan are orcs. Um, okay. And so there's this, you know, this... Orc and human bodies all over the place, just being dragged back to the shrine for burial. Uh, all the humans are in navy and silver, and all the orcs are in black and green. Um, you know, lots so, of lots of death. Okay. Yeah. But they left. They left the bodies behind. They didn't recover anybody. Uh, they look. You know, they, they 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 dragged off those that were wounded, but these are all dead. Like these right. are people that okay. died on the battlefield, and to stop and pick up the dead would have invited more attack. So. Mm -hmm. Let's see how Fakir feels about that. Alright. He's not going to try and grave rob anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, considering Nerali is one of the people pulling them in. So. Yeah. Right. Alright. Uh, you, in, in your meditative trance, you hear none of this, Lavis. Yep. Um, and after a while, the, your meditation breaks, and you come back to your senses, and you are sitting in front of the statue, and uh, Tenchi is looking down on you. And did you feel a connection? Uh, I think so, or I'd like to think so. There was a warmth to it, I suppose. This is one of the warmer places. That we will stop at. 
Mm. He gathers his staff, stands up, puts his hands together, bows to the statue. There's there is still calls. light left. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I also bow, but sort of like half doing it in a way that's more Aeonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bowing arm at waist. Yeah. He's bowing hands in front of face. Um, uh, there is still enough light for us to get to our next stop on this journey. We should continue on. Right. You guys come outside and see the aftermath now. You see bodies all over the place being buried. Ah. Oh. I see our neighbors to the north and south could not resist a fight. Seems that way. Um, Mavis will go help with whatever Nerali is doing at this point. Yep. Uh, at this point, uh, they, they would have brought them all back in uh, and, and get them all. Um, at this point, we're going to take a real quick break. I need to get some caffeine in me. So, I'm going to okay, pause wait. the recording <laughs> real quick and resuming. And we're back. I'm caffeinated and slightly more awake now. So, uh... You guys help bury the dead uh, yep. and continue on. And uh, the next couple of days is, are pretty uneventful. Um, you notice that there are skirmishes going off to the north and south, but you tend to pretty much steer clear of them for the most part, just because you don't want to you know, run into... You don't want to accidentally become involved in a war. Um, Crossfire is never fun. You know, and, and Fakir, as you no. go... You're starting to see, now that you've seen it once, you're starting to see it more often that whenever there's a, a large amount of conflict, you see those sort of cracks in the sky. Um, just He'll ask Kana about that, honestly, yeah. Kana has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, then. She does not see it. Like, you, 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 you know, you do the thing and point them out to her and she cannot see them. Okay. Hmm. Seems to be only something you can see. Interesting. Interesting. You start to wonder if it has anything to do with the gift on your eye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. So you are, uh, and again, it's the same thing. You know, as you you see it, you see these cracks, and every time you see them, they become more and more defined to you in your mind. And and also at the same time more and more abstract. Like so, you're 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 able to sort of get a gauge on the fact that they are cracks in the air. Like it's not it's not like the 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 seal the sky is actually a ceiling and there are cracks in it. No, they're just like you can determine a definite a definite verticality to them and a definite hor or horizontal nature to them. And you they're can, in three dimensions. Yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're the like, upper atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. They're three dimensional cracks in the atmosphere, um, and you can definitely, you know, you see that the all three dimensions that they are in. Fakir has taken to just walking in front of his horse and using his horse as a wheelbarrow. It works for whatever shit he has. Yeah, and is constantly kind of just like looking up at the open air while he's walking. Yeah, and nobody else is seeing what you're seeing, but at this point, everybody's used to you acting weird. Yeah, just gonna accept that. Yep, he's got a thing. 
Fakir is being Fakir. Um, so the next uh, shrine you guys come to is uh, late. You come to it in the evening um, of the same day that you left from the previous shrine, um, and you see it. It is here, just a little bit further north and east. Um, and this one belongs to, uh, let me pull up the correct page. Uh, so the, the, um, the name of the god in uh, Japanese is, uh, sorry, in Japanese, in Meosuchian, uh, is Bishamonten. But you all know him, know it as, um, what was it? Who was it? Who was it? You know him as uh, Tempest. Ah. Uh, so this, and mm -hmm. you immediately uh -huh. recognize that statue, because uh, uh, Bishamonten and Tempest have the same. Uh, the The only difference is the weapon they're wielding. Uh, Tempest typically wields a great sword, um, and you know is 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 dressed in furs and is you know big and muscular and pff, sword over shoulder. This guy is wearing hakama, and then with like the top robe like, down around his waist, so bare-chested, uh, with a katana in one hand, um, and is just sort of, you know, standing tall and proud, and, and, you know, looks like a samurai minus the armor, um, but it's easily recognizable as Tempest, and, uh, this one has no female shrine maidens, only male priests, um, and they are all wearing swords at their sides, as opposed to all the other priests you've seen, which have had staves, or staves, they all have swords, um, and you know they, you know, very sort of militaristic, but still priests, um, and the, very much the same thing. Uh, Tenshi and Lavis go inside. They sit down in front of a statue of Tempest or Bishamonten and meditate. This time again, you feel the sun of your god uh, radiating down, um, and then you feel colder. Like the heat of the sun has been sucked away, and you feel a weight, sort of the burden of duty, uh, sort of pressing down on your shoulders and in your sword hand or your mace hand or whatever your weapon you use, your spear hand. Um, yeah, spear and javelin. Yeah, your, your spear hand. Um, you feel like this, this sort of weight pressing down. And you, you realize it's not the weight of a weapon, uh, but what the, the impression you're giving, you're being given is the weight of taking life, the weight of that judgment. Um, Tempest is about glory in battle and glory in fighting and conquest, but he's also about accepting the responsibility of those choices. Um, the followers of Tempest and the followers of Bishamontin accept that they are choosing to take the lives of others. 
and that they do so for glory and they do so for personal gain, but they know that it is their choice. It is not anybody else's decision. And you sort of get a respect for that, the weight that they carry in their swords and the weight that they carry in their arm. Um, it sort of reminds you a little bit, even though she doesn't pray to any god, it reminds you of Graza slightly. You know, that, that, that idea of, the, you know, walking your own path and accepting it. Um, and the strength to do that. And you feel, through your, through your new connection with Bishamonten, you feel the responsibility of that. And the respect that goes with that. You feel a little stronger. As if, if you have to make, you know, when you have to make decisions you're going to feel a little more confident in making those. Because that's what, you know, that's what these worshippers are all about. Mm -hmm. um, meanwhile, outside, uh, not much, not much happens. Uh, the, the skirmishes, it's, it's, the, the sun is going down. The skirmishes that you've seen during the day are pretty much done. Uh, are any of the, uh, Acolytes or adherents or priests, are they doing any sort of weapons training or drilling at all? Yes, they are indeed. Uh, there, there is actually several uh, younger, several younger members of the shrine are in a field to the south, uh, practicing their sword skills uh, with the oversight of one of the elders, uh, elder priests. Fakir is going to wander down there and try and learn what he can via observation. Okay. Uh, you see that they use uh, two-handed weapons, although they look like they could probably be wielded in one hand. Uh, these swords, you know, the swords very much like what Kana has on her side. Uh, mm -hmm. That you know, that curved, single-edged blade, very thin and light, but but with a strong cutting edge. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they have. Uh, it seems like the way they practice their their swordsman skills is they do a series of moves and then stop, go back to the beginning, and do that same series again. Almost, mm -hmm. you know, sort of like perfectly memorizing and embedding in the muscle memory each series of strikes. Yeah. Um, so that they can, you know, you, you imagine that it's so that they can have that in their muscle memory so that they can go, you know, attack, 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 come back, attack, attack, attack mm -hmm. so that they don't have to think about how they're attacking. All right. I do same thing that I did, I did at the previous place, find somewhere... Tempest is a little bit different than 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 Lathander, but still, deity respect. Yeah. So find somewhere out of the way again to you. You pay your respects. Yep. Um, you're not you're not getting quite the same experience that that Lavis is getting. Right, of course not. Doesn't expect. She doesn't expect. Yeah. But you do you do notice that as you meditate in these shrines, the feeling changes. Like the 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 feeling uh, at the at the previous shrine, the feeling was very warm and inviting, mm -hmm. and this one is a bit more cold and standoffish. Eh, that's to be expected. He's a bit more austere. <laughs> a little bit. Well, yeah. Uh, once the meditation is done, uh, Lavis, uh, uh, once more, Tenshi, you know, gets up. There is. No room for borders here at this shrine. We should continue on a little bit further and camp along the road, if you have no right. objections. That seems reasonable. Hmm? 
Um, comes out, comes outside, uh, gathers the rest of you around, explains the same thing, you know, that sort of <laughs> that, that we we should continue on, but there's, there's there's no room to stay here, but we should still continue on. As long as we can find a place that's, if not defensible, at least concealed. These lands are in conflict, and I would not like to run afoul of a roving band while we sleep. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, there aren't many places in the way of rest stops. Mostly it's open field. I imagine we could find ourselves a nice crevasse in a hill somewhere. Uh, have at least a slight amount of coverage from others. Mostly the clans do not fight at night, at least not around the shrines and uh, not at least not the Ryoshijo and the Hebijo. The Kaginoshiro to the far south and east. They will fight under the cover of darkness but most of the rest do not. Simply n- not only because they fight so much during the day but also because out of simple respect for pilgrim and pilgrims and the like. <laughs> so the honor of your countrymen does have its merits, it seems. Indeed. Though, that is not to say the beasts of the land will not seek an easy prey at night. Indeed. Well, we'll keep an eye out then. So, and you guys have already spent one night, you spent one night already uh, out in the fields, but it was with inside of Kichi. Mm-hmm. You are now no longer inside of Kichi, so. Um, Fair enough. You know, like, Distant, distant to the south, you see what looks like a uh, might be a village, but it's out of the way from where you guys are going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you walk a little bit further northeast along the path, and eventually come to rest. Uh, so you have a couple of options for where you would like to rest. There is the the again, there's a sort of a hilly area to the north, an open plain to the south, uh, and then you know there's the road that you're on right now. But it doesn't seem wise to rest on the road. No. <laughs> Fakir will vote for the hills. Lavis will not really vote. The hills actually sound like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so you mostly consensus to you know rest in the hills. Um, you know that you erect tents. Uh, you build a fire. Build a small fire, not one, not a bonfire by any means, but something just to. Uh-huh. To cook your food on and, and sit right. and rest, and you have the evening to sit and eat and chat. What would you like if to anyone asks, Lavis will create food and water if we're trying to preserve rations. It's <laughs> <laughs> up to you guys. Well, Fakir would reflexively just pull out what he has and start preparing it. <laughs> and, unless somebody stops him, because he hasn't. No. He doesn't know Lavis can do that. Nope. Lavis is saving that. that for when Graza and Fakir try and eat something that seems particularly disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can save that save that for, for when rations run low. Yeah. Should they? Fakir's got mostly bread from Arawai's shrine anyway, so, you know. Yeah. Lots of bread. Lots of bread. <laughs> uh, you find that the bread is soft. It's slightly tough on the, slightly crunchy on the outside, but beautifully soft on the inside. 
Um, it is still warm. Like as you break the bread open, it's like steaming out from the center. Um, wow, some damn it, good bread. It's 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 really good bread. It's also very filling. Like you, you you're used to uh, food that requires you to eat a lot to feel full. Mm-hmm. Um, with this bread, like half of a loaf, and your stomach feels full already. Awesome. Hello, hmm. it seems a lovely person. Hmm. She is the goddess of fertility and the harvest. Her followers grow wheat year-round and prepare all manner of goods and foods from it. Splendid. Well, we'll be looking them up next time we stop by. <laughs> <laughs> so who who is the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the next one? Who's, who's the next shrine? Uh, next along the line is Savaras, the god of divination and fate. Hmm. Uh, uh, he gives you the, the Meosuchian name, but uh, that's the one that you would know. Um, then there is Malara, the god of the hunt. Uh, Lyra, the goddess of illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denaire, the god of writing. Uh, and then he, he points to the north. Then to uh, Rio Shijo for uh, Valkyr once more. This one is a Valkyr is the pri- principal deity of Rio Shijo, as they are a seafaring nation. They have a much larger shrine than mine in Kichi, and it's always good to stop there for a rest. Then to the south, where we will go through Melil, god of poetry and song. Uh, we will go through uh, Selun, the goddess of the moon. We will go through. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Um, he lists off a few more. There's, you know, God of Protection, God of Crafts. Uh, the, 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 there's a God for just about everything. Uh, and, you know, uh, eventually to get down to Heavy Joe, where they will find... Um, in Heavy Joe, there is... Which God is it? Which god is it? Um, seriously, which one are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I've lost my name. Hang on. There it is. Uh, Hebi Joe, the, the, he, he gives the name uh, uh, um, Orochimaru, but the, uh, the, the, the colloquial name that you would know is uh, Hieronius, the god of chivalry ah. and valor. Uh, is the god of heavy raise an eyebrow at that orcs who follow Heronius indeed um well the 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 the, the name in heavy Joe is Orochimaru so mm-hmm. uh, you imagine it might be slightly different than your classic okay. depiction of Heronius <laughs> He's only, then, he only knows Heronius by repute anyway. Yeah. And then between Hebijo and Ryujo, there are few shrines. Most of the shrines are in this section. Uh, between Hebijo and Ryujo, there are only a few. And then from there, the pilgrimage heads north to Yamashiro. And then east to Kasakijo. Yeah. 
Well then, I guess we'd better get some sleep if we're going to visit that many people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are many shrines. The pilgrimage can take quite a while. The shortest pilgrimage I've taken in my life has been uh, two months' time. Indeed. Hmm. Now, for Carol, go find basically the hilltop that has the best commanding view of the most area and trance up there. Okay. You go up there and trance. You trance right out. <laughs> trance my pants off. <laughs> A pair of pants comes floating back down. <laughs> right, but, it, but it takes them four hours and they're fully aware of everything that goes on around them. Nerali is not picky about where she sleeps, so she just picks a spot. Alright. Lavis? Um, it, it suddenly occurs to Lavis, slash, I need to... It's been a while. Lavis can read Elvin. It's kind of like, I couldn't read that. So maybe it's not Elvin. Oh, the stuff on my face? Yeah. It's not, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like a, um, it's yeah, not a like script. a word. It's not script. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a symbol. Right. Yeah. Well, it, I don't understand. It, it may okay. very well. Uh, it, it's it's an elven symbol, but it's not a word. You know, it'd be like it'd be like looking at the peace sign and saying, "I can't read that. It must not be English." You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's a symbol, not a word, so it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, but yes, is is Lavis doing anything? Uh. Praying, sort of, but like, also gonna sleep. Sort of and... praying. Just no. Praying Hi God. Then... It's kind of me. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not. I'm not feeling it right now. I'm just really doing this to keep the practice up. I'll give you a better one tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, more of like a. Hi, we've talked a lot today. I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I'm here. I don't want to faithful. take up. I don't want to take up any more of your omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. So, yeah. Lavis sort of prays and then goes to bed. Um, and the rest of the party does the same, very much the same. Yep. You know, you set a watch and everything. Uh, so Fakir, after your four hours of rest, you are up and you know you're you're ready to go, and everybody else is still sleeping. Is there anything you want to do in that extra four hours you've got? Um, he's going to try and find a bit of water, a bit of soil, and a small plant to put in his little terrarium flask from Dalarati. Alright, you do so. Okay. It adds, and then he'll, it, it adds to the terrarium, and it, you know, it sort of melds in. And then he'll just sort of watch the sun come up. You watch the sun come up. The sun comes up, Da 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 Well, I'm up before it's before the sun's actually up because that's part of my thing. Fakir, you know, Fakir sees Fakir sees Nerali get up before the sun and prostrate herself to the sun. Um, you know, you see that happen. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And the sun comes up and everybody wakes up. And Neralia does her prayers and Lavis does his prayers. And, and you know, uh, the rest sharpen their blades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kana, Kana, does, Kana does not do any prayers. Yeah. Um, Everyone's presumably getting a little tired of Lavis's thing. No, I mean... It's 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 whatever. It keeps them alive. They're okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we might not be getting paid for it, but you know, the prayers keep them alive. So, uh, you continue on. You continue on, uh, stopping at shrines along the way, and again, each shrine you stop at, same for the same experience. You get that, you you make that connection with each god, and you feel a little bit more in tune with the divine pantheon as you go. Um, realizing that there are so many different shrines in, like, you're used to, like, five temples. <laughs> and you've already passed that limit and haven't even gotten to yours. You know, it's like, just ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. This, the, the country is littered in beautiful, well-architectured, well you know, modeled after their deity shrines, but it is littered in shrines. Um, <laughs> You know, like for for you know for, for as for as small a country as it is, you wouldn't believe it from the amount of buildings. Um, bridges of Ryoshijo. Um, how long have we been going? Have we been going uh, for two hours? It's been about an hour and a half, right? It's been, it's been an hour and a half. I thought we started at like eight thirty. I am in a different uh, time zone. No, no, we started it. No, no, it's been an hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, is completely understandable. It's been a week, let me tell you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So you get to the and with only three of you, there's only so much I can do. I can't, I can't right. throw you into combat situations. <laughs> well, you could as long as it was smaller combat. Yeah. It would slightly be unfair. <laughs> slightly. Um, so we have to make do with role playing. Oh no, whatever <laughs> shall we do? So, you get to the coast. You see before you a massive bridge connecting the uh, northern coast of Meosuchi to uh, this first island. Uh, and you see that the so from your location, there's a gate blocking the bridge. On the other side of the bridge, there's a city. You then see another bridge connecting to another island with another city, and then another bridge connecting to a third island with a castle and another city. There doesn't seem to be much land outside of the city on these islands mm-hmm. from your perspective, from what you can see. Um, and you also see the water is just filled with boats. All different kinds of boats, fisher boats, warships, etc. But boats. And as you approach the gates to Rio Shijo, um, you see uh, Tenshi step up, you know, sort of leading the party. You're called out to halt. There are guards at the gate, all of them dressed in blue and silver. So navy blue and silver. Um... And they, you know, they halt you, ask what you're doing. Tinchi explains. Um, Tinchi explains that uh, you're on a pilgrimage, and you're coming to see the Grand Temple of Valkyr, 
located near, you know, just out, you know, in the, in the city uh, between where you guys are now in Rio Shijo. Um, he presents a writ uh, from Kichi, the, the, the same writ that you guys, you know, got from Kizaki. So it's a, the, the bearer of this is on a pilgrimage. Um, he presents it to the guards. The guards go over it. They don't see anything, you know, too terribly wrong with it. And they open the gates and let you in. And you go over the bridge into the city uh, of the city of Rio Shijo, which is named for the castle of Rio Shijo, which is on the third island. <laughs> so you are on the first island of Rio Shijo. Rio Shijo. Uh, um, are the are the islands accessible by boat? Like they have beaches, or are they mostly like cliff bounded? They or? have yeah. They they have beaches. They have, okay. they have beaches and harbors, and then they also have bridges that go connect them. Right. And you are on the first island here. Uh, you pass through it, uh, unless any of you want to stop for any reason. It's it's a very similar metropolitan feeling to Kichi, except uh, where Kichi had a wide variety of buildings of different types. All of these buildings are built the same style of the you know the, the squat short buildings with the pagoda style roofs uh, but they're all made out of a white stone like substance but um, not actually stone it, it looks like it should be it looks like it may be stone but it's a little bit more porous than that than the normal stone hmm. um, but it looks and feels like stone just it breathes kind of right um, Interesting. Yep. And uh, but the you know the the first the first island appears to be uh, sort of a trading center. There's all sorts of merchants and trading shops and hotels and and touristy things and uh, taverns and you see some foreign mercenaries uh, sort of hanging around in this section of the, ci of the city of the triple island city. Um, mm -hmm. And eventually you cross the bridge to the second island. The second island is far more residential. This is where a lot of people live. This is where like the, the native denizens of the, of the city uh, live. People who work in the first island live on the second island. Uh, mm -hmm. People who, you know, there's a much larger harbor on the northern portion of this island. And in that harbor, there is a massive temple to Valkyr. Uh, previously, you have seen shrines. This is officially a temple. Gotcha. Uh, it is. It, 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 it looks like it's the same type of structure as the smaller shrines you've been seeing, just expanded out like three times. <laughs> you know, and with other buildings attached to it and courtyards and its own wall. And it is situated on the harbor, so it's over the water um, off the coast of this island. Um, as the approach, Tenchi turns to look at the rest of you. When you are ready, there will be rooms available for you in the temple. Until that point, Lavis and I will go and meditate. Okay. Okay. And uh, Fakir will reach out and try and catch Lavis by the elbow before he leaves. Um, Lavis will stop for a minute and turn around. Uh, yeah? What do you need? Do you have the seal? Um, the, yeah. Uh, Lavis holds out the box that was broken apart and, you know, their shield yeah, thing. You guys don't have the seal. Wait, no. 
you have the broken halves of the Valkyr one. Right. That's where these are. It's meant back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's completely right. broken, but it, it got fixed. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. work. It's in one piece. It's just not a seal anymore. Yeah. Um, I can't fix the magic, but I have it. Do you think it wise to share its existence and status with the other followers of the deity? Um, we can, but usually the kind of call someone else would make for me. Uh, mm, can I do a religion check to see if I know if that would be appropriate? Sure. You certainly can try. <laughs> um, typically, uh, long forgotten artifacts of a god that have been broken and repaired are not something you bring up in general conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You- or Ali, I, I would be more concerned. Yeah, I think that maybe bring up the thing we're looking for, but not, not, hey. That being, well, that, that being yeah. said, you didn't know these things existed until a short while ago. They might not have known either. Yeah. Well, I will leave was, the choice to you. It was pointedly in a labyrinth that nobody knew, that, you know, few people knew about. So... Um, if they ask about previous places I've been related to their deity, I will mention that we went to a labyrinth temple to Valkyr. There he goes. Well, best of luck then, my friend. And now, now, boss fight. All right. Uh, Lavis, I'd like you to roll initiative. You're fighting Valk here. Um. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you take 375 points of damage. Um, yeah, all right. No, he hasn't attacked yet. That's from rolling the initiative. <laughs> <laughs> that's from that's that's psychic damage from being in the presence of a god. <laughs> It kind of hurts to see them in real life. <laughs> it hurts your brain. Your brain melts. Um, so yeah, uh, you go inside. Uh, and you bow and you uh, meditate. And once again, you know, very similar to previously, the, uh, the, the you feel the light of your god and you shine down on you and then it is stifled. Uh, by the cold and the wet um, of the ocean. And you meditate and you feel the cold and wet of Valkyr and then you feel a sharp pain uh, in your body sort of like where you, you know, underneath where you've kept the seal on your person. And whatever warmth and light there was from your god, from uh, Mishakul, is gone. And you feel as if you've been submerged in water. Uh, you feel 
there is no light where you are. There is darkness and wet and no sound, just pressure. And you open your mouth to yet to sort of to, to exhale and water pours into your mouth and burns in your lungs and in your stomach and in your throat. And this sort of salt just sort of stings in your body as you try to do anything to not drown in this mind space you find yourself in. And as you do, as you as you breathe in and the water goes into your lungs, it suddenly dissipates and you find that you don't have any water in your lungs at all. At least you you do, but it doesn't hamper your breathing. Um, and you open your eyes and you are in darkness and you are surrounded by water. Uh, and in front of you, there are things moving in the water uh, swirling around you you can only see the glow of their eyes as they some form of fish of some kind moving back and forth rapidly swimming darting left darting right you can't keep track of how many of them there are and they sort of coalesce in front of you the glow of their eyes merging into two large yellow eyes and then underneath them, a sharp-toothed mouth opens. Tell me, small one, follower of the lights, where did you come to possess this? You feel a tug at your side, and the, the drained seal removes itself from your clothes and sort of hovers between you and this formless face. Uh, in the southern part of Ayahunia, there was a labyrinth temple. There we pursued a man, a creature of darkness and death. Um, you invaded my labyrinth. That's... I suppose there was thought that it would be a way to help to stop that thing from coming free. Do you know what it is you carry? To an extent, a seal on a evil corruption god Eons ago, thousands and thousands of years, long before you and your family and your family's family and your ancestors' ancestors walked the earth, this seal was forged by my priests and my followers, using my power to contain a corrupting darkness. And you have it. And its power is gone. What happened to it? 
we my party and I um pursued a dark creature man I suppose into a temple into the temple we found it corrupted the um the shrines toward her turned black dark creatures there and um we attempted to pursue the one who had fled inside presumably attempting to break the seal or release it we didn't really know we were pursuing artifacts um of my own god and one of my allies that had been stolen away from the the places they were supposed to be kept safe the we came to find the seal broken one one of the people that we were pursuing in there we fought my allies managed to slay him but the seal was broken it's magic gone i was hoping it might bring some knowledge to have it along to that it could either recontain this foolish me uh or just guide how to stop this thing from coming back you seek to repair the damage done that or at very least to prevent any further her damage this seal cannot be repowered it is part of a whole and the whole still exists it is like removing a segment of a puzzle the puzzle still exists and thus cannot be broken down and reformed without breaking the entirety of it however weakened the seal is and it could very well be broken should you wish to restore it you will need all of it um, i see i think i understand what that Is there a piece of this one missing or just the other ones? The physical seal is not what matters. It's the magic of the seal. The magic of this one is gone. I cannot say whether the others remain. Only their creators can. At this point, the face, this giant mass of eyes and teeth, dissolves. 
and the from the blackness a human form emerges and it's the body of a swimmer all scarred and nicked but um mostly human but the face doesn't quite seem right it's almost like a human face with no details no nose no eyebrows no eyelashes no ears no eye, no hair no anything just that same golden eyes and toothy grin and it's not as if the details aren't there it's just you can't see them all you the only details you can make out of the face are the eyes and mouth and as it swims closer you see you thought it was human but it's it's more fish-like than it was previously the fingers are webbed and so are the feet and it's not wearing clothes but there's no anatomy that you can make out like it's 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 it just you see a torso and legs and arms but the connecting tissue it's there but you can't see it you can't describe it um and it approaches this very alien figure to you. You have never seen even your own deity manifest before. And your brain is still trying to reject what you're seeing, but it can't because it's there. <laughs> And while you may not find exactly what you seek, you will find answers. And the bound one knows more than he says. <laughs> the figure vanishes. You open your eyes coughing water out of your lungs back in the temple. Mm -hmm. uh, Tenshi is sitting over you, rubbing a hand on your back. Are, are you alright? Uh, I think so. Um, I think so. Just sort of like checking to make sure I'm still there. You're still there. <laughs> you are very damp. Great. As if then, you had just been fished out of the water. Suppose this is consequences of mistakes, at least partially. It has been quite a while since anyone has spoken directly to Valkyr in such a manner. You should consider it a blessing upon this pilgrimage. Right, right. <laughs> Lavis is like, I'm I don't think of it as a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I think of it as fucking dramatic. <laughs> we'll see where Lavis' brain goes, but... It's always a blessing know. until you know what they said. Processing. <laughs> buffering, 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 <laughs> buffering. <laughs> <laughs> so while that was happening, real. Uh, what is Nerali and Fakir doing? You're in a place mm. of worship. <laughs> Nerali's going somewhere. 
And Fakir's gonna go find cool shit. <laughs> uh, Nerali, you do your meditation, yes. and it's clammy. Yeah, okay. Uh, um... You, 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 you sense... You sense that you might... You may get more out of something like this as your connection to the divine grows. Um, but oh, right, yeah, no, she's right not... now, it's... Well, I'm, I'm, like, you, you're sensing that... If yeah. your connection to the divine grows, you may get mo- even more than what you're getting already out of meditation. Uh, as it is right now, you're 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 paying your respects and you're getting a sense for a feeling of what these deities are like, but not much more than that. You 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 you've 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 done it enough that you're able to determine that if your connection grows and if you devote yourself more to Lathander, you may get more out of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, she barely considers herself yeah, worthy of the fanner's even slightest attention. Other gods, completely beneath her, their notice, she's concerned. <laughs> completely. Oh, yeah. Well, you still get that feeling, though. Like, okay. oh, I see what I'm doing now, and if I do it more, something yes. else, yeah. It's, it's not so much of a, oh, if I want this, it's a, oh, this is a possibility. Right. Um, so, Fakir, you're in the residential slash uh, religious district of a bunch of fishermen. You find a lot of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he'll go around and kind of skirt the edge of the temple, specifically looking at the pseudo stonework. Okay. Especially if there's anything engraved or. Written into the walls. Some of them have like artistic engravings, like a different colorization, sort of uh, painted on, but also in. It seems like painting on this stone, it sort of absorbs it, absorbs Uh paint color very well. Um, Make a nature check. All right. Let's see. It's weird stone. Right. It's weird porous stone. Okay. All right. Uh, are you doing anything else? Uh, he'll go down to the uh, either a dock or just a bit of the beach and sort of just wash his hands and his head in the salt water. Okay, you wash your head and hands in the salt water. Getting getting back in touch with his native element. <laughs> yep, you 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 drench yourself as you as the salt water touches the 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 line on your cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it stings a little bit, and okay. so you instinctively reach up to touch it, and you find that it is dry. Okay. Like interesting. Your face is wet. It is dry. Right. And as you touch it with your wet finger, you've pulled your finger away and your finger is now dry. Hmm. It's a very strange bond, Mark. Mm-hmm. It, seems, it seems to be absorbing water. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. I'll have to test that out later. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Lavis, you've just now recovered from your meeting with God. What do you do? <laughs> um, 
I, I guess the first thing I do is ask how long it's been. <laughs> Important well, question. You've been in meditation for about an hour. Okay. Um, suppose he's just gonna kind of rest, not sleep, but rest, so process. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah. I came in contact um, with an unknowable god. Yeah. <laughs> that part. And also kind of actually see if Lavis is smart enough to figure out things. Okay. Uh, what, what were you trying to figure out? Trying to see if bound one and he pronoun has any clarification. It's just like I know one, two, three, four, five men? Five other men, I think. Yeah. Um, so, Bound and He uh, makes you think of magic males. Yeah. Okay, that's enough to kind of narrow it from... From sort of initial Theodore Ficare, probably, because Grasa and Nerali are girls, to. <laughs> um, I should probably start with Ficare. Like, it could be Theod. <laughs> it could be Ficare. But Ficare would be able to tell me if it was Theod. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> also, Fion's not here to converse with. <laughs> I mean, Medigan he's there reason. as an NPC. Eh. He's sharpening his sword somewhere. Keep an eye out for when Fakir comes back, but... Okay. Just relaxing. Fakir, do you ever come yeah. back? <laughs> I know, once it starts getting dark, he's like, well, he said there was rooms, so that's where we'll go. All right. You head back to the temple. Uh, Lavis, you see Fakir coming back in. Hey, so I kind of want to talk to you. Very well. All right. Um, I guess we. I head towards the rooms, if that's... Yeah. Fakir will follow. Yeah. You have rooms. Okay, so I almost drowned, but I think it went okay. <laughs> I saw the face of a god. Um, well. I think it went okay. Uh, not happy about the broken seal, but at least we were trying to help. Uh, yes. So if that's what I was going to tell you, I'd tell Narali because she might actually have additional religious-focused insights. Um, I talked to a god today. Um, does being a bound one mean anything to you? Well, yes, it means a great deal to me. Okay. Uh, the... Um... So, while I was talking to Valkyr, uh, he mentioned that you knew more than you were letting on, if... So... I know a great many things, yes, but, uh, 
as far I as... I think he was particularly talking about the evil deity, the corruption, and the um, breaking of his seal. Things like that. No, I know you're smarter than me. It's not what I'm asking. Specifically as regards Edos and her binding defeat, yes, I... There are some small details that I haven't mentioned as of this point. Uh, if you believe them relevant to our situation now, I'd be happy to try and enlighten your perspective on that. Is there anything that occurs to you might be relevant? Um, well, I mean, based on the existence of the seal, obviously we know that Valkyr and or his adherents were instrumental in Eidos's initial binding. There, I believe I've mentioned that the late god whose shrine we found is likely mistakenly believed by our enemies to be involved, but that is not the case. And we have, of course, the objective here and our pursuit of Bahamut and his devotees, see if we can at least confirm the safety of the seal, and if not, find who has it and hopefully intercept them and stop them from corrupting it as Valkyrs was. Um, so nothing in your things you haven't told us that jumps out to you as, hey, you know, someone had a conversation with Valkyr. Maybe this is now relevant. <laughs> Something Valkyr was kind of angry. On a 19 intelligence, does anything occur to Valkyr? I don't have my notes with me today. Ever. So, <laughs> um, you imagine, and so you, you've told pretty much everything that you know mm -hmm. regarding the mission and everything else. The only other thing that you haven't really talked about is something you haven't even really speculated about yet, but something about to do with the cracks that you're witnessing in the sky. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that might be what Valkyr was talking about, but mm -hmm. it, it, with with godly with 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 divine beings, the problem is that when they say you <laughs> know something, they don't necessarily mean that you actively know it, as much as less as it's possibility that it could be you have knowledge of a thing that might be relevant that you might not even know is relevant, right. or or you or you will one day possess the knowledge at some future point. It's, or it's a problem with being omni omniscient. <laughs> <is that? laughs> it's it hard to put yourself those, in a mortal box. It's, it's, it becomes it's one like, of those you know, and he knows that you know, but you don't know that he knows that you don't know that he doesn't know that you know exactly. <laughs> You know, so the, the only the only piece of information that you haven't shared that you think might be relevant somehow, but you're not sure how, mm -hmm. would be the cracks right. in the sky. Yeah. So he'll talk about that. Mention that you know. As a, do you remember the battle outside the first shrine that we visited, uh, Arrowwise? I mean, I was distracted, but I remember the aftermath. Yes. No. You were you were inside during the incident and. We've witnessed a few more battles along the way. During each of those, there's been not exactly an image, but a feeling of fragility about the planar boundaries here. 
and it seems to be accentuated by the conflict in the land. There, or at least make more plain, cracks in <clears throat> the barriers that separate our dimensions. And if Eidos is as much of a being of chaos, evil, conflict, destruction, as seems to be portrayed, it may be that the larger scale events that happen here on the face of this world weaken her bindings, even as her adherents <clears throat> conduct the necessary activities to break the magics that hold her at bay. <clears throat> but these cracks in the sky worry me. They worry me greatly. Yeah. Cracks in the planar boundaries don't sound like a good thing. Well, my own people, the Dairenisir, are in charge of, or at least tasked with, the duties of maintaining the elemental aspects of this world. And let's just say a, a thing being kept in its proper place where it belongs is not always oppressive or restrictive. Sometimes it's simply safe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beyond that, I'd have to speak to Valkyr myself to figure out what he's talking about. Oh, I'm glad you're not secretly evil. Or at least <laughs> you probably wouldn't have told me that. Well, there are a great many uncertainties in this world, and I know what my motivations are right now. I do not know them. I do not know the motivations that may be imposed upon me or the task that I may be required to perform later, but <laughs> I can say that for right now, I'm totally not evil. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So basically how that conversation just went is I'm glad you're not evil. Well, I'm not evil at the moment. <laughs> Let me put doubt into you. <laughs> like right now, 75% not evil. <laughs> We're going to put a pin in that. <laughs> yes. And we'll come back to this topic when we've thought things through. Okay? All right. Good. Smiles all around. Let's go. Uh, so much wind. Oh. Okay. I'm going to use that somewhere. Just... <laughs> Today on Sasaga Shenanigatory, we're 75% not evil. <laughs> the other 25%, who knows? Fortunately, I'm not lawful good, so I don't have to pursue that line of questioning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chaotic neutral is so much fun. Yeah. Put a pin in it. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt that conversation. That it was just no, that's fine. <laughs> that was amazing. It's about where Fakir would probably leave it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, no. I just kind of give this look of, well, now I'm questioning everything <laughs> again. And I and walk I, away. And I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, all right. So uh, Fakir walks away, leaving Lavis <laughs> confused and uncertain. As as much of the day has left Lavis confused. <laughs> yeah, and no. Lavis's default state is 
Let's let other people figure out what's going on. Right now it's... Con I don't know what's going on. Alright. So, anything else before you retire for the evening? <coughs> nope. <laughs> Levis does kind of pray to Misha Cole and kind of this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Also, <laughs> are you still there? Because you yeah, kind of... No, no. You, you, you feel your connection to Mishrakul. It was only while yeah. meditating at the Shrine of Valkyrie that you felt it sort of interrupted. Right. Okay. It was, it's, like, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, uh, Valkyrie was like, ah, oh, you're in my house now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> um, it's like, we're going to have a one-on-one. <laughs> I you, still, you, st you still had your divine sense radio tuned to the right frequency, but you're standing right next to his tower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of overpowered it. Okay. Yep. okay. You know. You have, then you just have... lots of apologizing. Uh, you, yeah, you, you, you pray to Mishakul. You, you get a sense that everything's fine with Mishakul at least. She's like, I'm fine. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Not me. Um... Unsettling fish. Very unsettling fish. Fish with no defined features on their faces. But lots and lots of teeth. <laughs> yes, lots of teeth. Ah, divine beings. How to fuck with your head. <laughs> I... And you wake up in the morning feeling unsettled still. But otherwise refreshed. Yeah. You know. Touch the face of God, the, God, the face of God touches back, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Touch the face of God and it was cold and wet. <laughs> cold and wet and creepy. <laughs> and made up of fish. <laughs> um, so it is, on the, it is on this morning. Uh, Tenshi is preparing to leave. Uh, are you, you want to do anything in the city before you leave? Not unless you can find a cheap bag of holding. <laughs> there, there, there are no magical stores at all in Rio Shisho. Mm -hmm. There are fishing supply stores. There are eateries. There's food places. There's blacksmiths and the like, but there are no magical supply stores. All right. Take the time out to thank the, the people at the temple for their hospitality. They all, you know, bow and say you're welcome back anytime. Uh, Lavis has now dried out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Um, so you like put all your armor up and <laughs> blow it dry. Um, A couple barnacles fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Not those kind of barnacles. Oh god. <laughs> um, and you head south out of Ryoshijo. Ryoshijo. Um, over the next couple of days you see more and more you see more skirmishes. Um as you head south towards Hebijo. Uh is there anything you... It's going to be a couple days travel from Ryoshisho to Hebijo, stopping at shrines along the way. Uh, is there anything in particular that you three want to do while on the road or at any of the shrines? At some point, Lavis wants to talk to Nerali about what happened. 
probably okay. a day or so later. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Once you're well in the middle of dry land. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. That and also once you've slept a few times, a little bit calmer. Uh, af af so, after two days, the fish dreams stop. Yeah. So, Nerali, your yeah. religious stuff, you uh -huh. you heal too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're religious, you heal, right? <laughs> no, I, I, I am aware of Nerali's oh, yeah. rituals and praying and stuff. So, yeah. so as a fellow cleric-ish person, um, I nearly drowned, I guess, is the start of it during okay. the, uh, during the worship thing at the temples, uh, at okay. particularly Valkyr's temple, um, yeah. And I don't know. It was strange overall, but takeaways being keep on the pilgrimage, I think. Mm -hmm. Um Fakir knows more, but I don't think Fakir knows that he knows more. Um Okay. And I, I mean, suppose I just feel like we messed up pretty badly. Well, someone laughs in the background. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> but I mean, how do you think we messed up? So, at Valakir's temple, the labyrinth temple, not at. Mm -hmm. The, the sunken temple. Yeah, at the sunken temple. I got the sense when talking to a god, still weird, never going to not be weird, um, that uh, we were not supposed to be there. Unqualified, just flat out not supposed to be there at all. Um, and beyond that, the not supposed to be there at all part. Um, like, I guess I felt for a while that we should have succeeded and maybe it was my fault we didn't. I know I was the one encouraging people to stop to rest. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. Nope. And Jeremy disconnects. <laughs> and Nerali just sort of walks away. <laughs> and Nerali just gla this look glazes over her face. Yeah. Uh, uh, well. Yeah. So conversation uh, skills are not a universal applicable skill. <laughs> so we're gonna, no. we're gonna we're gonna pause this and see if we can get Jeremy back. All right. Um, now. Uh, okay. uh, so we're back. Uh, Jeremy's back. Lavis had just said that she felt that he felt like it was his fault that you guys failed to prevent the seal from being broken in the labyrinth. Oh yeah. Um, what was I about to say? Um, words. 
Yes. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah. So, uh, how, how, I mean, how is that? I kind of get that it could be from one standpoint, but I, I kind of get how it could be from Valkyrie's standpoint, but I mean, we kind of did what we could, right? I guess it's just this wondering, especially because I was the one who said we should rest. I was the one who said we should sleep. If I should have pushed harder... I mean, I don't know. Did I mean, I don't think that we can really, I mean, we can, we do, obviously, uh, as, uh, you know, second guess and, and that sort of you know, thing. But I don't know that we can't know if it would have, we could have all died, right? I mean, that was sort of the point of let's take a break. Yeah. Um, and then in that case... Not only would it still have broken, but nobody would be on to this whole arch world stretching. Well, not ever, not nobody. Irene's still out there doing her undercover thing. But besides that, um, <laughs> um, it would at least be significantly less people. I mean... Are you sure that he was angry? Because, I mean, he's a god of the ocean, isn't? Wouldn't drowning people be like a side of respect almost? You might be right. Honest, I mean. I don't know. Is we drowning could... a sign of respect. Hey, well, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just love that sentence. <laughs> that that might be line of the night. <laughs> Feel like there have been many. I mean, really, it's <clears throat> there are a lot of things we could probably feel bad about along this the, this whole way, but. I mean, we're here now. We're still in a position to stop this whole thing, so I don't think we've done that poorly, all things considered. Right. You only almost died, like, twice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Theod is the only person that's actually died. Yeah. I... You're probably right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the concern that we've done things we 
shouldn't have or that there are um uh uh for lack of um unworthiness i guess maybe or not that's not what you're saying but you, you know what i mean yeah um but i i no i don't think so right so what was this whole thing what did the care know that we well um so there was part of the whole uh angry swirling sea thing was Fikir, uh he mentioned that the bound one knows more than he says um okay. process of elimination thought maybe Fikir. Fikir seemed to think that definitely referred to him um okay thing that we took away from it was um, Fikir can see terrors in the sky that might be some sort of interplanar breaking um, especially when there's conflict um, that's that's you look over and Fikir's making a sandwich for it the sky is falling <laughs> Stand. Kana's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Remember, Kana is also Kana and uh, and um, Tenshi are both there to talk to. If any of you want to talk to them, so uh, so oh, let me see if I the planes are ripping open every time people are fighting here. Um. That was the message I got. I don't know if that's actually what it was. Um, but I guess that he's local to a place with an affinity for the elemental plane specifically. Um, and stopping them from breaking, so... Yeah. That, that would be good. I mean, there are... The, there are probably worse planes to have rips open, but it's still not good. Well, yes, uh, the, the water plane. Definitely <laughs> have the barrier between us and the water plane break. It occurs to or me. Or the fire plane. <laughs> well, I suppose neither of us can see it, but we're not really sure what plane is breaking open, other than that perhaps it has something to do with the evil god, corruption, breaking seals, all of that. I mean... I can kind of see the correlation. Yeah. The but... astral plane, just void. Can I get like I I don't even know if it'd be a religion or arcana or what uh, anything that would why the planes might be ripping apart. You can certainly <laughs> try. Battle. Right, I know exactly. I'm rolling for a twenty. I get that. Um, 
<laughs> Whichever one you feel like. You f hear Fakir off to the side going, no, kind of, Grazza likes monster fighting. So I monster know fighting is what okay. Grazza likes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, <laughs> sky breaking, falling apart. Yes. Just bad. Bad, all bad. Seems bad. Extra planar uh, things should stay on their extra planar areas, and here should stay here. Yeah, I mean, um. there, there, there are barriers between the material plane and the other planes for a reason. For a reason, yes. Uh, they're, they're good reasons. Yes, they are. They're very good reasons. Mostly that being, except for the Feywild and the astral plane in parts... Right. The other planes of existence. <laughs> the other, the other planes. Yeah, not all the astral plane. Parts no, of the not all plane. the <laughs> parts um, of the astral plane are okay. Uh, mortals can't live there. <laughs> well, and bad things come long. out of them. Yeah. And bad things come out of them. Yes. <laughs> things like yeah. you know a world devouring. Uh, evil god thing, you know. That. Yes, yes, exactly. Galactus, what? Yes, Galactus plane, <laughs> the astral plane. Which, uh, so the seal here that's still active, that's that that we're going to. Was mm -hmm. it? It's Bahamut. Well, I don't know if it's Bahamut seal, but. But it's we at the it was entrusted to followers of Bahamut. That's my only guess is that maybe maybe it's, you know, got something to do with this. I mean the, the people didn't seem particularly extra planar. They were normal humans and orcs and Mm -hmm. They weren't. I didn't see anything that would make suggest that they would be vortexes. Hmm. I think the sooner we get to that seal, the better. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it will offer some clarification. All right. Uh, is, else, is there anything else that you would like to talk to or about uh, for the duration of your journey to Heavy Joe? Fakir might see if Kana's willing to talk about. Sure. Kana's willing uh, to talk about anything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm going to test that statement here. And. Okay. Since he wasn't there and has only found out about it via hearsay, he's going to be like, so uh, you were engaged to the leader of the city or something, I hear? Yep. Wonderful. Well, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> we are such a social group. I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> Normally he is, but even he can take a hint like that. <laughs> the chair is the most social member of this party. 
the fate of the world depends on this group. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be great. Five antisocial people and a borderline psychopath. <laughs> All she said was yup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but single syllable answers from female figures are generally regarded as a negative. <laughs> Fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> it's like, that's a, I answered your question. You don't dare ask another one. <laughs> Is there a follow-up? Didn't think so. Bye. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to ask her about? <laughs> yes, actually. One other thing. Okay. He's going to pull out that mystery potion and be like, do you know what this thing is actually supposed to do? She shrugs. <laughs> well. My sister made it, not me. Maybe I'll go charge down the next band of wandering sharks that I find. <laughs> just, just throw yourself in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Avoiding conflict at all possible, remember? <laughs> the pursuit of knowledge is its own reward. <laughs> Alright, any, other, any <laughs> other conversations anyone wants to have with anyone? <laughs> I think the care is good. Okay. Alright. So, uh, morning comes, <sighs> you'll continue on your way stopping at trends as you go um a few days later uh you find yourself in uh heavy joe territory and you see in the distance uh what looks like a three-way battle going on mm-hmm. um you see the colors uh sil- blue, you see the blue and silver you see the green and black and you also see red and gold no, um, I almost have an outfit for every side. Uh, red and and red red and gold. Kana mentions is are the soldiers of Ryujo, mm-hmm. um, the who are the mightiest warriors in the land, though they are few in number. Like uh, you know, they they are even less even less so than like so the the skirmish that you're seeing, uh, they make up less than a third, like like less than a quarter of the troops on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But are holding their own and have the least casualties. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they're, they're that kind of. They're small but fierce. Um, yeah. uh, Fakir, you notice that the, cr- the 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 cracking seems to be getting worse. Okay. As 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 there is another faction going on, and you are all sort of on a hill overlooking uh, uh, Tenshi, just sort of shaking his head, saying, "You know, it's, it's sad that." Uh, there is so much fighting in this land. Um, and as you're watching for care, you see the cracks start to widen. Okay. <laughs> you see them break open. Oh, fuck. And the rest of you suddenly see what looks like a rift in the sky. As if, what you're seeing. as if the blue sky simply opened up a hole through which you could see nothing but blackness and stars. 
Um, does this happen a lot? I ask the local people. They both shake their head no. <laughs> Nirali just after a pause moment. God damn it. And through the through the rift in the sky, a massive ship comes falling down. Do the people on the ground seem to still be fighting? Crashing into the war into the skirmishing soldiers and just digging a trench in the ground. The rift above it closes, snaps back shut, and before you is a scene of chaos, with soldiers scattering left and right what looks like a massive sailing ship, but not quite like a massive sailing ship, having just crash-landed into the ground. And that is where we will leave it for this session. (laughs) So, thank you all very much for joining me uh for joining us uh with grand terror adventures next week we'll, we will have more people uh we promise um so thank you all very much for listening we have been Foundation films we produce a wide variety of content every day of the week check us out on our website at foundationalfilms.com you can also check us out on our patreon page at patreon.com fsfilms if you like what you're here and you'd like to help support us financially everything that we do we can only do thanks to the generous support of our patrons and say goodbye everybody bye, bye. bye. goodbye